sin. It is not a popular topic. And we don't want to talk about it and we, we don't want to think about it. We just want to sweep it under the rug. It's an uncomfortable subject. What is sin? Sin is breaking the rules. It is missing the target or living your life apart from God, separate from God. So all these things are sin. But it is more than that. Sin is a dark force that enslaves us to its power. That's how I like, this is my definition. This is how I would like to see sin. Sin is a dark force that enslaves us to its power. That's why St. Paul, whenever he talks about sin, he talks about his languages enslaving, uh, enslavement or freedom or things like that. That kind of language Paul uses because it is, it is a power that enslaves us to its own power. Sin makes you powerless. Totally powerless. When sin takes control of you, takes control of you, you don't know what to do because you don't have any power to resist against that. This powerlessness is very well articulated in Paul's letter to Romans. This is what he said. I am of the flesh, sold into slavery. The language, think about language, listen to the language. Sold into slavery under sin. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want to do, but I do very thing that I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law is good, but in fact it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me that is in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want to do, I keep doing that. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. Very well articulated about the helplessness, powerlessness that we experience when sin takes control of us. And especially the last sentence. Now if I do what I, what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. So sin is not just breaking rules. Sin is not just what we do wrong. Sin, sin is not just our shortcomings, but sin is dark force and dark power deep within you and affects you. It dwells within you. It brings out the worst of yourself. It destroys your self-esteem. It robs you 
of your confidence. He condemns you. So it's not just something that you do wrong. It affects you in a very dark and negative way. And it is not you who is doing this, but sin within you that does it. It sounds like blaming something else rather than yourself. It's not, it sounds like you're not taking uh, up the responsibility. But that's not what Paul is trying to say. Paul is trying to show how powerful that sin has gripped on you. How powerfully. And you're deeply affected by this dark power. This dark power is so powerful that you feel enslaved. It's like cancer within you. Like you live with this cancer within you. It takes away the joy. It takes away the confidence. It makes you gloomy. It makes you fearful. So it is cancer that is within you that affects you in every aspect of your life. Takes away the joy of life. Drives you to fear and darkness. It creates guilt within you and this guilt torments you. And there's always dark cloud above hanging over you. I mean, when we gather together like this, it's a little better. But when you're alone, this dark cloud comes over you, hangs over you. You worry. We have noble visions, beautiful dreams, and ideals even. And yet the dark power destroys them all. Who do you think you are? It tells us. When sin convicts you, you become paralyzed and you feel hopeless. You know, by doing something good here, doing something good there, that won't help. Just because you serve the church or just because uh, you uh, work for the poor or whatever, that won't help you. It's a cosmetic gesture. That's it. Trying to be a nice person or even a devout person, religiously devout person, that even that won't help you much when sin takes control of you. See, we all have laws within us. If you're Christians, then you, if you grew up in Christian background, you have commandments and you have Jesus' teaching and these are laws. And you want to follow these laws. Made beautiful. And even if you're not Christians, but you all uh, grew up with this kind of moral code. And with this moral code, you want to do good. So these are laws. And laws are good. And it tells you what is good and what is bad. You can discern what is good from what is bad. But having the law, does it help? Knowing the law, knowing what to do, does it help? When you have no power within you to carry out what you know, what good is it to know? 
When you don't, when you feel so powerless, what good it is to discern from what is good, from what is bad. What good is it? It's like saying to a depressed person, don't get depressed. It's like saying to an angry person, they're so angry. And then you go there, and don't get angry. What good is it to tell them what is good and what is not good when they don't have power to carry out what is good? So these laws are useless. These laws are useless. Even your conscience will not help much. Conscience, even that will not help that much. Then do we have no choice? Do we have to live dictated by this dark and negative power? Can we ever live our lives with freedom? Freedom is not doing whatever you want to do. That's a childish definition of freedom. Freedom is not doing whatever you want to do. Freedom is to be free from this dark and negative force. I want to live a good life. I don't want to live my life gloomy. Having enough money and not having to work. Is that real freedom? Or having enough money and uh, enough time so you can go wherever you go, uh, want to go, uh, the vacation, whatever. Is that the real freedom? That's a lot of 649 freedom, but that's not true. Real freedom. True freedom is freedom from sin, freedom from fear, freedom from worries and anxieties, freedom from guilt, freedom from greed, freedom from hatred, freedom from anger, freedom from self, low self-esteem, freedom from self-righteousness. Having enough money and not having to work will not give you that kind of freedom. Wherever you go, the vacation, whatever, that won't give you that kind of St. Paul said this in today's passage. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. Very important passage. You are not under law, but under grace. Only the power that can destroy the power of sin is grace. When Jesus died on the cross, it was invisible, but this grace was released. Like the floodgate was open and it watered all those around it. This grace, this mercy and this grace flowed out of the cross. And that's why the centurion said, you are the son of God. He was able to confess because the grace was released from the cross. What is grace? Grace is God's decision not to condemn you, but to accept you. That's what grace is. Grace is God's resolution. God's decision not to condemn you, but to accept you. 
Saint Paul, after meeting Christ, he discovered this wonderful truth. When he ex uh, meditated on Jesus, he experienced this kind of wonderful, mysterious truth that God has decided to accept me rather than condemn me for my sins. This is what he said. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for me, who is against me? When God says, I am for you, who can be against me? Who can charge you? Who can convict you? When God says, I accept you. Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? And then he said this beautiful passage that you all very well know. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. This is time to say amen. Right? Yes. Nothing. We'll be able to separate you from the love of God. And God said, I accept you. God has decided to accept you no matter how weak you are. That is God's grace. It's a very simple fact, but when you receive that simple fact, the power of mercy, power of grace is released into you. And that power defeats the power of sin, the power of darkness. When you accept the power of grace, then the power of sin cannot take control of you anymore. That is the gospel. That is the goodness. No more power of sin controlling you because power of grace is working within me. Nothing can destroy me anymore. Nothing can enslave me anymore. I am free now in God's grace. The power of grace destroys the power of sin. That power of grace chases out the power of sin that enslaves you. Then, at last, you'll find freedom. You're free from fear. You're free from condemnation. You're free from Always having to prove yourself. You don't need to do that anymore. You're free to be who you are. When other people accept you, even though you're so, you have so many falls and shortcomings and that, but this person accepts me as I am and loves me. When, that, when we experience that, we find freedom. We find freedom. And when the Almighty God sees my shortcomings and yet still accept me and love me, then we find true freedom. 
When God is able to do that, how can you not accept others who are weak, who have a lot of shortcomings? Why can't you accept them as they are when God did that? That is living according to the gospel, accepting those who are not acceptable. Love those who are not lovable. That is what the gospel is. That is how to live according to the gospel. God has accepted you. God has decided to accept you. Be free in God. And live your life. No more under the dominion of this dark, ugly force. But live under the power of God's grace. Accepting all those and loving them. That's how we ought to live.